This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FCW women's or FCW team, women's, whatever. Messed that right up straight away. What a start to the show. Um, I'm your host, Dean, apparently. Uh, not joined by Jane as she is away this week, but I am joined by Dane. Uh, Dane, good to see you. How you doing? Yeah, evening, Dean. Happy Valentine's Day to our listeners, especially the ones who like to celebrate this day. If this year, for whatever reason, you don't have a Valentine, hopefully me, Dean, and our guests can in some way fill that void momentarily with this episode tonight. I thought you was wishing me a happy Valentine's Day then, and I was really excited. And then you said Lister, swept the rug from under my feet. Um, yeah, we have got a guest, because obviously there's no Jane, and that is Ben, otherwise known as Medicine. If you're on Discord, you will know him very well. Um, ben, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Uh, good, good. Just a little Monday for me. So happy to be on the podcast. Um, excited to be on. Thanks for having me. Where are you yeah. talking from, Ben? Where you, where where'd you live? And don't say uh, America like Dean. <laughs> uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. And what's the yeah. time there? Uh, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. So just so our listeners know, because I did ask Dean, he said, I said, where's medicine from? He said, America. And I was like, no, no S-H-I-T, <laughs> no S-H-I-T, Sherlock. But yeah, that's all he had. That's all I knew. I couldn't <laughs> narrow it down anymore. But now we know. Well, now, you know now we know. Now Dean's... Uh... Next time we'll get the zip code. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, then we can come visit. When we do our uh, Went to Mokings Meadow tour, Atlanta's on the list now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I don't know how long it'll be till we do that. Um... <laughs> We've only got two destinations, Atlanta <laughs> and uh, Mia in Sweden. True, yeah. but we've got to yeah, pay they, to get they there. They can call so. it international tour, so yeah, we'll fill, a, we'll fill arenas like the Super Bowl, <laughs> Snoop Dogg at a halftime show. Um, we're here to talk about football, apparently. Um, Chelsea nil, Arsenal nil that took place this past Friday, the 11th of February, uh, 2022 at Kings Meadow. 
Chelsea started this game in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Berger in goal, Jeff Carter, Millie Bright and Nick Nguyen and Jon Anderson in defence. Sophie Ingle and Aaron Cuthbert as a midfield duo with Frank Kirby, Penilla Harder and Guru Wrighton supporting Sam Kerr in attack. Emma Hayes used three substitutions in this game, bringing on Jiso Young for the injured Aaron Cuthbert, Jesse Fleming for Frank Kirby and Neve Charles for Guru Wrighton. This left Sakira Musevich, sorry, Alsu Abdelina, Lauren James and Drew Spence as unused subs. Stats-wise, Chelsea had 50% possession, 11 shots, three on target, three corners, six fouls to Arsenal's 50% possession as well, obviously. Uh, 11 shots, two on target, five corners and nine fouls. Um, a close game, Dana, as it shows in the stats, uh, but it was also a very good game and a, you know, a great showcase for women's football on that Friday night slot on Sky. The two teams did put on a show, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did put on the show. Uh, some chances wasted, some chances missed. You know, some 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 good football played, uh, some good possession football. I was impressed with some, less with others. But that is that is a, a team sports game. You know, you can't all one to eleven perform uh, every game every week. Uh, but it was good. And even to be fair to to Jonas Oliver, the, the Arsenal manager, he he was very uh, he was different afterwards, and he was very complimentary of both teams and just you know the women's game in general and it's nice to hear uh sometimes obviously when there's certain games all you get from the uh from either manager is oh it should have been this or it should have been that or we were unlucky or they weren't very good and they were they were lucky but no he was very positive and I like to hear that and I think the game deserved it you know uh it was a good game to watch Admittedly, only uh, I only watched the second half because I was doing the uh, men's fan cast, the Chelsea fan cast. So I missed the first half, but by all accounts, it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't miss that much. No, you did not. I was at the game. Uh, I got there just as Miedema kicked off um, and sat for a very turgid first half. Then the lineup, obviously, Frank Kirby coming in for Jesse Fleming. What did you make of that decision, and then how Chelsea played in that first half? The two didn't mirror up or marry up, rather. Um, I was uh, even reading the stats just from the notes. I'm shocked it was that even. Maybe it was just because of the extra heart palpitations whenever we were defending, but <laughs> it, it felt like we uh, underperformed what we could have. But I mean, even from listing the subs, we saw how much impact they all had. Um, the Jesse, when she came on, Neve, when she came on, uh, G when she came on, all fantastic, all improved the game for us one step up. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily it was uh, Jesse was an upgrade on Fran for the day, but it just looked like it wasn't Fran's night, and it's looked like something's been a little bit off for a minute. Um, but I think you almost have it's it, it's another example of you have to start players that have earned that spot. I mean, she's been great for us so far this season. Uh, week in, week out, as soon as we begin to rely on her, uh, she's become a crucial part in how we play and dropping her for the big game. Uh, it, you showed how much it impacted our attack and our control of the midfield. Yeah, that control, Dave, obviously, I mean, the way that Chelsea set up, Kim Little had sort of the freedom of Kings Meadow in the middle of sort of Arsenal's midfield and then Miedema at the other end sort of could kept finding spaces as well. And then Kirby's having to run up and down the wing, sort of the same job that Jesse Fleming did against Manchester City. Why do you think Emma went with Fran to do that job? That's not her game, is it? She's 
more useful attacking the opponents. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Dean. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I got confused. Sorry. I, I, I suppose you know, similar to to our, our previous episode with Mia, she maybe just thought that having the uh, you know those three amazing attackers on the field at the same time will give us a better chance of beating Arsenal. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned Kim Little. She had a lot of space, but she she, she was probably the best player on the field. She was, uh, you know, very impressive. Uh, Mida Marpane obviously sort of a different position now, isn't she? Now, now the new strikers in more deeper. But yeah, you just like 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 the hunch Mia had, maybe the hunch Emma Hayes had. You know, these we, we we've done so well against Arsenal in 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 the previous game. Was wasn't harder on the bench? Was harder on the bench for the cup final? She come on. Yeah, Fleming started because Harder was injured or just coming back from injury. Yeah, yeah. So That's maybe she just thought, you know, like I said, that having having those three out there it would, would give us a better chance. And it was a surprise. Uh, you know, I thought I thought in recent weeks Harder has looked like our best attacker. And you, you with attackers, you can't. You know, they're a funny bunch. You you, you know, you you need to keep them consistent. Otherwise, you, you do muck up the rhythm. And it seemed like we we then sort of adjusted harder just to to fit in Kirby. You know, if it would have come off, then we would have been praising her, and it didn't. And you know, it'll be interesting to see her next team selection if all three will still be in again. Yeah, Ben. Obviously, they mentioned in sort of a hunt from Emma Hayes, but she's not going to you know change the game if she's having to play sort of. A second right back to cover for with Jess Carter. I'm just trying to find the Arsenal lineup here to remember the players. I've got it. Yeah, I've Ford, it. Ford, and uh, Catley on that. That was the side that Arsenal attacked in that first half the most, wasn't it? And just seeing Fran having to do that job, even on the sideline, I was just sitting there thinking, "What are we doing with those three attackers? Because we're not playing to any of their strengths whatsoever." Yeah. Uh... She didn't look like she had a like she had a great game, and all of our attacks were running through our left side. I don't, I couldn't remember a single attack that we had running through the right channel. Uh, everything we went, we got through. We couldn't go through the middle because uh, we had um, let's just say problems maintaining the space in the middle, as you mentioned before, with Kim Little having essentially taking out rent in the middle of the park. Um, our right side was either too bogged down defending too tired to keep on going forward or was a tactical error to do so. So the only option we have was to use our left side. And so it was Jonathan Guro to uh, Penel Harder. Um, as far as the selection goes, it might just be uh, an issue of keeping confidence and showing full faith in your attackers that you want them, you'll play them in the big games when it matters. Um, they've both been sort of in and out of it for pretty much since the FA Cup final. Uh, uh, Fran and uh, Sam Kerr as well. Um, and it, it might just be a, a case of ha- continuing to have faith in them, but I wouldn't say it was uh, repaid back in dividends. I thought Pernilla was f- fantastic, as uh, Dane mentioned. She's looked very good for since she's come back from that injury, essentially, um, and since Kerr's been out. Um, one thing I did want to bring up was I wonder what kind of uh, signal it shows to someone like Beth England on the bench, where if, you know, uh, someone's tired or not having a great game going forward, it's not on, you know, it's not, you, you can't blame them for it. Sometimes those games just kind of happen. Um, but to have full faith to play the entire length of the match when they, when it looked a little tired, when it looked a little rigid, 
um, when not everything was clicking and we could only really go down one channel uh, when you were sat there on the bench watching this kind of happen as the second option and not being called upon. I, I, I'm curious what kind of message that sends and how you kind of handle that from a player management perspective. Yeah, it's an interesting debate. I think it, I think that's already been posed. I suppose she knows that that's the case. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Beth's out at the moment. Oh, Lauren James on the bench didn't get a look um, in this game either. And at the end of the game, actually, Sam collapsed on the floor, not sort of collapsed, collapsed. She fell down because she was so tired um, yeah. and just spread out on the floor because she was exhausted from all the running she did. And then she missed a very big chance, Sam Kerr. Do you think that's down to the fatigue factor, you know, being at the Asia Cup? where Beth's been injured, she's had to come straight back into the team and perhaps we're seeing the effects of playing these players every week for 90 minutes. Mm, yeah, well, it's going to catch up eventually, isn't it? I, I disagree a little bit. I don't think she had to come straight back into the team. I, you know, when, when, when we was playing before for sort of one, one, you could have easily had a nice little interlink between, between Kirby and harder. Uh, and we could have like just eased, eased, uh, eased Sam back in. Yeah, she did look nice. She looked, she did look tired, didn't she? Uh, the chance missed. She looked like her whole body was wrong, and she went. She just decided to go with the wrong foot, uh, and, and completely sort of had an air shot. If the, if that's the chance that, that I saw, the chance that was missed. Uh, yeah, it's a shame uh, because you know singing her praises so much, and but unfortunately, these things happen, doesn't it? You know, I remember watching the men's Champions League final few years ago when PSG, when Tuchel was in charge of PSG and, you know, they'd spent so much money on Neymar and Mbappe and they both missed chance after chance in the final. And, you know, unfortunately this happens. And, you know, in, in this instance, you know, you'd, you'd always back her to score in this instance. She missed. Uh, yeah, it's a shame, but I do, I do expect her to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a, you know, a come down due to, you know, just the natural, Way the body progresses when you when you, with the jet lag, with the traveling, with the different time zones, you know it's uh, you got to remember as well. These are athletes, you know, they're always suffering with with illnesses. What you don't see is illnesses, little colds, little bugs, because they push their body so much to the limit. You would think it's naturally strong, but it's actually quite weak. Their bodies, uh, so it's just little things like we just talked about. You know, the other side of the world, she's, it's, it's going to hit her. Yeah, thankfully she's obviously not involved in any international football over the next couple of weeks because she's played already. So a nice break for her. Um, she hasn't scored since the FA Cup final, I believe. So hopefully she can turn that round when the, obviously the fixtures come back. Uh, ben, you mentioned Kirby being off form for a minute. Um, is it a concern for you? She hasn't looked herself, has she? Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a concern for both. As Dane mentioned, it could just be exhaustion um, for both because France had minute after minute, and uh, Sam Kerr is the. It, it, I mean, it's the same Asia Cup back it, it, in playing nearly every minute of Asia Cup as far as I was aware. Um, just one note on Sam Kerr: it, it is slightly uh, concerning that last game she had for Australia. It was very much kind of the same thing where it was chance after chance, and she just could not bury one of them. Um, one of them being essentially an open goal. Um, and with, with Kirby, it, it is, I, I think it is concerning and it might just be well down to exhaustion um, or maybe a, 
lack of faith in kind of the the backups to do the same job against Arsenal. Um, it, it's a little concerning for me, but Harder's been trying as much as she can to over, overtake uh, kind of that duty of creation. Uh, but to create chances that you yourself finish is uh, more mythical than anything. <laughs> I don't think she could have crossed it and then got into the box. Um, Why not? Away as well. <laughs> She's good. She's not that good. Um, she should be. She should try. Um, well, just we'll go straight on to Penilla Harder then. Um, she had great impact for Chelsea over the last few weeks in this game. Again, the torchbearer for Chelsea going forward, but also defensively. Uh, ben, I know you had lots of thoughts on that clearance off the line. Yeah. Um, she had a, a block, block shot as well, too. Um, Dane mentioned before, even aside from the defensive duties, how well we've been playing with her up top as a striker, like her very similar to her role with at uh, Wolfsburg. Um, we, she knows how to use the, her abilities in the half spaces incredibly well instead of needing space ahead of her to do anything. And she's good with that as well. Um, very versatile going forward, but even coming back and tracking back to defend, she's putting everything on the line. Uh, that one block shot, it was kind of more of a throw your body on the line and hope it blocked, which it did. Um, and the headers, it shows how much she kind of has a, a smaller frame, but knows it is very strong in the air and knows how to use it well. Um, all of those headers she won are very difficult headers in a very crucial time, 84th, I think, minute, um, to go on and win the game. And to do that after controlling essentially picking up slack for for two other strikers who were underperforming uh, or attackers go, uh, underperforming being the trigger press and being double marked all game it, remarkable athlete um and i i think as much as it is kind of a concern that uh kirby's form has kind of taken a dip and maybe sam kerr's a little bit more exhausted um it, it is the upside is that we are now getting to see the the magic of uh Penilla harder yeah, she certainly has, has carried this team, but she did at the start of the season and then Fallon Sam sort of came back into it a bit later on and then they've dropped again and she's come back to the fore for Chelsea. And there's a reason she won European Player of the Year because she's very good at football. And then seeing her used in a way that brings the best out of her, it boggles me that we don't do it more often. Uh, Dana, obviously you come into the game in the second half, so you would have seen sort of, the substitution of G for Erin, who obviously picked up that injury. Um, and she had a big impact on the game, I think, in regards to Kim Little and the way she pressed her, because she sort of changed the formation, Emma, with just Ingle at the base, and then G was able to to harry Kim Little. There's a good clip of Little actually getting away from two or three Chelsea players, because she's obviously you know, a great player. But what did you make of G's performance back from the Asia Cup? There's also 200 appearances for her for Chelsea. That's uh, so quite a big milestone. Yeah, well, obviously, congratulations to her, you know, on that, you know, that accolade. And, and you know, it's been a very successful 200 appearances and she's been a great player and she'll go down as one, probably one of our you know, all-time greats. Uh, I thought she looked very lively when she came on in a small cameo. Uh, uh, you know, it's the sort of play, you know, you know, always wants to, uh, always makes herself available, always wants to touch on a ball, always trying to do something, you know. You know, sometimes if the Raiders off, uh, you know, people can be critical, but... If, if a player's always trying to do something, then I've, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm full of, full of praise for them because they're trying, you know, they're, they're trying to do the pass, they're trying to do the movement, 
And yeah, she had a chance as well. You know, she took down a shot straight at the goalie, you know, quite unlucky. But, you know, she gave us something different and a, a different dimension. And it, it was positive. Uh, you know, as 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 Ben, as Medicine said earlier, you know, some of the attackers were, were underperforming apart from Penilla. So we needed another uh, attacking outlet. And as, as we said, she's a very attacking player, busy, harassing, harrying, you know, Give a give a little something else to think about, and yeah, I thought she was. She come on, and she she did really well. Positive for us as well, because obviously if Erin's out, with, you know, with a injury for a few weeks, to have someone like of G's uh, capabilities back, then it is only a bonus. Yeah. One thing I'd like to mention as well, uh, it's during that first half uh, and kind of previously as well. I know Dean's mentioned a bunch of times, especially on Twitter, that uh, we don't use our midfield to kind of build out from the back, use the midfield, and then go on to create chances for attack. And we mostly just kind of rely on uh, like wing play or uh, bypassing the midfield entirely with the long ball. A lot of the reason for that recently, at least, it would seem is that uh, obviously with uh, Louis Pultz and G both unavailable, um, we don't have our two are arguably most likely our strongest center mids that we can rely on week in, week out to occupy the middle. Um, and Aaron's fantastic player, love seeing her play. Uh, unfortunately, she got injured. Hope it's, you know, not as severe as we think it is. Although I believe today she pulled out of the Scotland national team. Um, she has a habit of uh, occupying the right side. Every time we obtain the ball in the defense, she'll shift wide. Um, to that kind of the position she was playing at right wing back, right mid for a while. Um, and Sophie Engel has a tendency to pull back in, into the space in between the left back and the left center back um, and kind of almost occupies as a, as a third center back. And I'm not sure whether that's uh, just a habit or Emma's tactical um, plans, but it leaves this huge uh, ring in the midfield where we just don't have any players and don't have anyone to walk through. And as soon as G came on, we finally had someone who can turn in the half space, occupy that kind of middle. And at least, even if you don't run every ball through them, you can at least keep them occupied with uh, not being able to double mark all of your players out wide. Um, and very excited to have her back. Uh, hopefully, Leupoldt is fit after the international break enough to begin playing for minutes for us as well. What's what's wrong with Leupoldt? Because we saw her training a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? She's got long COVID oh, okay. or suffering from long COVID. So I think some days she trains, some days she doesn't. Uh, as is what we see with Kai Havertz for the men's team, it's taken him a long time mm. to get back to sort of being able to play. So we'll see. What I noticed in the first half, Ben, was Newen and Bright were getting the ball off, sort of AKB. Um, Blackstinius wasn't really pressing them, but they lined up with Wright and Kerr, Kirby and Harder across their four defenders. Uh, Ingle and Copper couldn't have, they probably gone off the pitch because they were nowhere to be seen. Um, and then we're just, they don't know what to do with the ball. And then they're just kicking it long, hoping that Sam flicks it on and it makes a chance. It didn't work a couple of times, but as you said, that space in the middle drives me insane because there's so much space there and you sort of get Penilla to, to play there or get Frandon to pick up the ball there or get Ingle and Cuppert to move and, and pick up the ball because the ball's just coming back to us time after time and it's obviously an instruction from Emma but why do you think she sees it to play that way because it didn't work in the first half I, I, I'm not sure um, 
I know from watching uh, more games than is really healthy, uh, the general standard is to occupy as much of the middle as you can. I remember, uh, even if you don't have necessarily the ability to do so, I remember back in like the 2010s-ish, uh, when Liverpool weren't great, they would just, every time Chelsea played them, we would they would stick five in the middle, and it was the most frustrating thing ever because you couldn't go through the wall of midfielders they would put in. Um, and as you mentioned, the only option was to really look for space behind the defense. And the Arsenal defense dealt with that space behind them very well. They either didn't let it in or had the pace to uh, kind of make up for any of the runs going forward. Um, I'm not sure why we kind of evacuated the or forfeited the spine, uh, you know, the area where you want to want to build through and build sustained pressure and control of the game through. Um as soon as G came on, that instantly switched. So I'm not sure if it's an Emma instruction or a player habit. Um, G came on and we were able to at least have one person occupying in the middle that can receive and play back without even needing to turn your body or turn on a half space. Um, keeping in mind it was a two-on-one or a three-on-one in that space, the you know the remainder of the game still. Um, I'm not a fan of the look for the space in behind because it's a very one-dimensional tactic i think you, you can use it for one season and then the next season when players have played you once or tw- you know when teams of managers have played you once or twice they kind of get the idea of oh, okay this is what they kind of look for let's try to build around that um or occupy the middle ourselves and be able to control the game um yeah, I, I think a lot of it will change once Lloyd Poltz is back and fit and G is back and fit, not, uh, you know, has no fitness concerns, uh, which is hopefully sooner rather than later. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Cheech, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great! Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box.
Reasons, Real Opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Yeah, I mean, it obviously was an instruction, I think, the first half because Harder was coming out to the left and then wide right. She wasn't nowhere in the middle. And that's where the long balls were going to try and obviously get a flick and or a second ball. Uh, but it obviously did create the space for Little and Miedema, um, who hit the post in the first half, I believe, uh, with a good chance. Then uh, another area I want to touch on is the fullbacks. Now, obviously, Jess had a very good game against Lauren Hemp against Manchester City. Uh, she had another tough task uh, on Friday. Um, she did okay, I think. Uh, used her physicality again, which we spoke about before. Um, on the other side, that they, don't remember going on Anderson's sides at all. It all come through Jess Carter's side of the pitch. But going forward as well, the fullbacks don't go forward. Obviously, that's an instruction from Emma to not attack, to stay in their defensive shape. Obviously, that makes it harder for us to create opportunities when it's a tight game because there's no overlaps. And is there a lack of ambition, perhaps? Or is it a safety first thing that Emma's always sort of counter-attack, keep the defence solid? There's no Magda. There's lots to, to think about, obviously. Yeah, yeah. To an extent, obviously, you know, Jess Carter did that wonderful cross recently to Guru to to, to score. But I, I, I get it. You don't see a lot of overlapping uh, from our, from our full-backs. Uh, obviously, from the wing-backs, when we was playing three at the back, was different. Yeah, it's, it's it's clearly safety first, isn't it? Certain players are given licenses, you know, like like Millie Bright to to start an attack with, with with a long direct pass. Certain players are not, you know, you just pass it off. You know, it seems like Sophie Ingle sometimes is really limited to like short passes and scanning certain areas. It's it, it, it sometimes it is, you know, with, with that attacking talent we've got out there, especially someone like Penella. You know, I know we, we we've talked about her a lot already, but. You know, you can imagine she's the type of, of we well, not imagine. You can see she's the type of football likes to get a foot on the ball, likes to pass and move. You know, take on players. She, she's got the whole round, the all the all round whole game of of of, of a world class footballer. So sometimes if the ball is being knocked up high or, or quite direct, uh, you, you know, mix it up a bit. But yeah, it's uh, you know, you can see our strengths and you can see our weaknesses, and sometimes it does look a little bit limited. And I think. It, did come come caught up with us on 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 Friday night because for certain uh, certain aspects of the game we you could tell what we was going to do until uh, G come on the field. Yeah, Ben, do you think it's just because we were playing City and Arsenal that she restricts them so much? Obviously, just scored the goal against Manchester United in the Conti Cup where she made the run forward and in the middle of the box. She's the random player that that puts in the goal. Do you think it just? It's about not losing these games because they can decide the league, can't they? Uh, it, it is a big part about not losing these games. Um, I, I actually have a note written here that uh, Arsenal is the, is the perfect standard to measure th- these kind of uh, tactical changes against because it's not a, a team that'll sit back and want to defend and hold out for a draw, maybe a, you know, nick a 1-0 win. Um, it's a team that will want to play against us. And it's, it's the quality of team that we need to be able to control and beat to progress in kind of champions league 
you know, uh, standard games. It's, it's these kind of games that you want to be able to put your foot down and be able to, you know, control to go on to win. And as, as much as it is a, as a safe option, I think that a lot of that might be down to circumstance. Um, you know, the change in formation adds to happen a number of times now, even in mid-game, uh, maybe, uh, you know, scared of a, a lack of uh, backups, a lack of uh, depth in squad with players unavailable, or just exhaustion after a long run where you just want to play it safe. Um However, I, I do think that these are the kind of games that you need to learn how to be able to influence, put, put your influence on the game upon. Um, and so as much as you would like to see fullbacks be able to bomb forward, at least even one of the time, uh, I mean, Jonas still had plenty of uh, influence throughout the game on that left side. Um, credit to Jess Carter. Uh, I've been kind of critical on her of her on Twitter uh, you know, of previous games, but past two games against uh, Hemp and Tanae, uh, or sorry, uh, against Arsenal, fantastic, fantastic. Um, not given the license to move forward, but I, I think a lot of that might be down to circumstance more than it is uh, any other tactical idea and just wanting to kind of hold on, wait for a national break, wait for players to recover, wait for, you know, fitness levels to kind of even out. Um, and then you can begin again. Yeah, Dane, that's pretty much what Emma said after the game, if I quote her quickly now. Um, the accumulation of games showed in us tonight, I didn't think we were free-flowing by our standards going forward, but we were rock-solid defensively. I thought we struggled in the first half. Arsenal's best moments in terms of dominance were in the first half. We created some big chances which weren't to be in the second half. Um, pretty much what we've just spoken about for the best part of 30 minutes. Um, Chelsea not very good in the first half. Better in the second, but again, sort of not quite there in attack. Does it make it more sort of puzzling that obviously the sub happens for G because Aaron's injured, but the other two happened in the 82nd minute? Do you think we could have changed things a bit earlier? Because we were on top of the second half. I thought we did play quite well. Yeah, one, sorry, going back to obviously Emma Hayes, one thing you get from her is honesty. You know, she'll say it the way it is. Sky's blue, she'll say it's blue. If it's cloudy and rainy, she'll say it's rainy. She, she, she's, she's, you know, she's very honest and she, she'll say the way she saw it in the first half, which she didn't think was flowing enough. She didn't think we was good enough. Second half, we, we got better and we, we made chances. Uh, yeah, but, you know, as Medicine has said earlier, you know, this it's a game, you know, this is a game after a run of succession of quite a few games. Uh, it's like chess moves, isn't it? Do you want to make that move? Do you want to show your hand? You're, you know, so many things must be going through your head. Okay, so if we get the point, you know, it's good for us as well. Uh, who, who do you think... The point suited more. Uh, again, you know, as 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 we said, we've got we've got Kerr, uh, Harder, and Kirby out there, and you know, if a chance still falls to them, you know, you, you you're going to expect them to score it or, or or hope they do. So even if players are playing a little bit average, you know, you you keep your your better players out there a little bit longer. So yeah, loads of things must have been going through her head. You know, she talks to her coaches and. You know, you start, oh, shall I do it yet? Shall I do it now? And to be fair, when G come on, you know, as we said earlier, we, we had a little bit of a di different dimension, different aspects. Players looked more livelier. Looked like she could do something. I think even, you know, and we just looked like we was making chances. Again, I think Guru had a chance as well, didn't she? She, she, she put it right at the keeper. 
as well. Uh, we did look a lot more livelier in that second half. Sometimes you just grow into games, don't you? You, you? No matter what you say to players as well, you don't know what's going on in, in their mindset. You know, like like Medicine also said about Carter, you know, sometimes it's just circumstance. You know, if if you feel someone's going to get the better of you, you then, then that takes your, you know, your natural instincts out of the game and you're just too, too more worried about you know, you know, keeping up and defending against them. And uh, yeah, you can imagine all different aspects come into it. But yeah, it, it, it was interesting because, you know, for a while I was back and forth of who this point, you know, as the game come on, you know, was 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 progressing on. I thought it's, it's going to end a draw unless I thought actually we would nick it. If anyone out of the two, it would be us. But I thought overall it's likely to be a draw. And then I was like bogged down with the question, who would it suit more? Uh, like I said on, on the previous episode, you know, do you like being the chase chaser or or, or being chased? It's uh, it, it's interesting, but yeah, you think in the end they both would have probably been happy with the draw. I think it definitely suits us more because when we win a game in hand and then we do go top, um, also we haven't lost, uh, so the title is in our hands. Uh, Ben, you mentioned earlier that the substitutions of Fleming and, and Charles obviously did change the game a lot in that 10 minutes. Well, it ended up being almost 20 minutes. They was on the pitch. So there was eight minutes added on, uh, which was quite shocking. And as Dane said, after that bit of madness in Alpenty area, it did feel like we were going to be the team to win the game, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, I thought after after G came on, I thought we looked like the team more likely to win it after we sustained the, the storm in the first half. Um it was like a, it felt like an hour long period, but it was probably about 10, 15 minutes maybe where they just had chance after chance and shot, you know, where it was severe danger for us. I thought after we weathered that and G came on, we were the more likely. And then it came over and there was so much uh, pressure in our box in the 84th. And after that, it was all us. It was back and forth. Uh, I, I even tweeted out at one point, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. I can't <laughs> decipher any of this. <laughs> um but pure, pure chaos games like that, that's that's our bread and butter. I mean, we, we're fantastic in those kind of games where it's spacing behind, big gaps in between players. That instinctive attacking threat clicks on in so many of our players' minds. That uh, You can name six out of the 11 that are all fantastic at those instinctive uh, exploitations of small errors that you make when you're running back and forth the whole game. Um, so yeah, I, I thought at the very end we wore, we looked the more likely to win it, um, but I think a draw was a very fair result. Yeah, I don't think any side can really complain about the result at the end of the day, and the atmosphere as well was fantastic in the ground. Um, there was a small smattering of Arsenal supporters who were chanting Arsenal, which is their one and only chant. Uh, but the <laughs> the Chelsea fans are in good form, good voice again as usual. Um, but then there were some controversial decisions in this game that we must talk about at the end now. Uh, oh boy. I think if we just go through the three, we'll say yes or no, and then we'll talk about it more generally. Uh, so the Jess Carter foul, I think it was on Ford. Maybe wrong there. Might have been Warty. Uh, she sort of gets beaten and then gets back at her, but seems to make some contact to Smith on the halftime analysis was pretty certain it was a foul and a penalty. Karen Carney was no, yeah. Yeah, Karen uh, Carney said no, absolutely not. Yeah, it was, uh, again, you know, it seemed like a bit of an, an exaggerated fall afterwards. You know, I'm not denying it. There might not have been any contact, but it was 
oh, I'm going to, oh, I might not get the ball. Oh, I'm going to go down. Yeah, it's, but that doesn't mean that it, it might not, should not have been a, a penalty. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're blue tinted glasses on. I'm saying no, and I'm saying very harsh if it's given. Uh, again, you can't help but look at the exaggerated fall, as I said, but it looked like, you know, a genuine attempt to get the ball. But, you know, I suppose sometimes if, if you want to be fair, and you, you, you obviously you twist it round and you say, if that's in the box for us, would you be screaming a penalty? Uh, and then you can answer truly if you believe that should have been given or not. Uh, I thought the I I thought on first look, I thought it was one hundred percent a penalty, and then I looked at the replay and there was more question marks onto it. Um, you, you could argue as to whether she loses the momentum, loses balance, and then kind of has to fall over by the time Carter's been able to back up, put her hands up. I it's It was a really close call. Again, like Dane said, if that was Frank Kirby, I would be screaming on Twitter for a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure with this one. Um, so I'm going to stay on the fence. But I think the next one, which is the Jess Carter handball, where she blocks the shot and it rebounds and hits her arm. Her arm is up behind her and it hits it. I assume by the laws of the game that because her arms are naturally above her head, it's a penalty. Um, then it wasn't given or really talked about. There was no sort of appeal in in the ground from the Arsenal players. But the, the people I was with, I said, I thought that was handball and should have been a penalty. Yeah, again, you know, you, you second judge yourself. You, you know, you question yourself. You start thinking of the rules. I thought it was good. It was a penalty and I thought it was going to be given. And then, you, as I say, as you said, you know, you, you sort of explained the rules. You thought, oh, isn't that giving a penalty? You know, is it accidental or what? Because it's obviously ricocheted up. Uh, again, yeah, I thought it was going to be given. But, you know, I'll tell you what, I wasn't disappointed. And, it, yeah, it was a surprise that they didn't talk about it. But, you know, it was only three incidents, you know. But they didn't want to mention that one. Luckily oh, for us, because sometimes they can over-highlight things, can't they? I've, I've gone with three big ones. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. Um, ben, what did you make of that one? Because I always go back to the Reece James against Liverpool for the men's team. Hits his fight, oh. hits his arm, he gets sent off. Yeah, there is a... I, I want to say there's actually a written rule that says if it hits a limb and then goes onto an arm, it's no longer a foul. Um, but there was, I, I believe in uh, at Emery Shan versus Man City in a Champions League, I think semi-final or quarter-final last season, Um it was the exact same thing where it hit a limb, hit an arm, and then it was a penalty. Um, it by the, I think by that written rule, you can't give it, but by all like logical standards, I would have thought that would have been given. Um, but yeah, first instinct, I thought that would also be given and I was pleasantly proved wrong. Um, but you, that rule has been chosen to be followed or not followed for a better course of a year and a half now. Yes, I think we're sort of agreed that Arsenal perhaps should have had at least one penalty given to them. Um, and then, obviously, the last one, I don't think you need to say yes or no, because I've never seen a more clear penalty in my, in my life. Probably going back to... Um, Tom Henning Arebo against <laughs> Barcelona for Chelsea's men in that Champions League semi-final. Uh, Dave, what did you make of it? The, the replay's amazing, the way that Leah Williamson sort of looked up to the sky as if she knows that that's just happened. 
but it puts their hands out to go no what are you on about no didn't touch it yeah yeah it was a stone wall wasn't it it was a stone wall it was an unnatural jump i know you know you you know you could have people listening saying well you can't jump about obviously moving your arms and obviously gaining some momentum to, to jump up with you know and yeah but you know it's it's it, your arm is not in a natural position she's up high uh it's stopping it's i suppose if you look at it it is harsh because overall you know if you look at obviously the dimensions of, of football and everything she's on the edge of the box you know it's not guaranteed it's going to be a dangerous cross it hits a hand and they could give a penalty they should give a penalty uh it's a stonewall penalty 10 out of 10 every time but when you do look at it, it's actually quite harsh. It's not as if she's standing in front of a goal and she's stopping a, a strike that's going to go in and she sticks her hand out. But yeah, but it is a penalty, you know, again, you know, they'd been screaming for it. Uh, I reckon, you know, they they say things even itself out, don't they? Which I freaking hate that, you know what I mean? Because oh, it's not, it doesn't it doesn't make you feel better. Oh yeah, well, you lot should have had one. Now, sod that, man. Yeah, just, uh, just give us the penalty. Uh yeah, again, you know, yeah, she had a good game, Leah Williamson, but then, you know, that that was uh, that was a penalty. Yeah, but obviously a, a Stonewall in the last moments of the game, uh, the, the crowd went absolutely mental at the referee. She was booed off yeah. um, at full time. Um, She's one of the better ones as well, though, isn't she? Well, Emma said that the best official in the league made the worst decision. Do you think she's one of the better ones, though? Uh, but I think the bar's very low. <laughs> which is the problem. Uh, but I suppose people are talking about VAR. Um, you don't need VAR to see a handball like that. Um, yeah. You might need it for decisions like Arsenal's too, where someone else can look at it in slow motion. But stuff like that, I think referees just need to be professional. Uh, I, I agree. I know there was talk uh, whenever you listen to like interviews about, about referees, either from players or from, you know, former players interviewing referees. Um there was one on that old like Peter Crouch podcast that uh, was with uh, Mike Dean. That was a good watch. Um, they mentioned that, especially without VAR, refs would come in at halftime, kind of view the decisions and go, man, I got that one wrong twice. Like in, in, you know, in this instance, I, I really could have given at least a penalty for Arsenal. So when that last minute decision happens, you kind of have that balance it out. Um, is that right? Is that wrong? It's natural either way. Um I'm not sure how you don't see that. I mean, maybe the the main referee has a sea of players in front of her that she somehow can't see the ball magically dip about 45 degrees down at hip level. Um, The assistant referee not being able to see it, I have no idea how that happens. Um, I thought it was one of the easiest penalties you can really see on first, first glance, let alone any real insider conversation about it um yeah uh, poor overall i think even if you include the fact that arsenal maybe should have had one uh there's no excuse to not give that one yeah i saw it from the back of the west stand um which was a lot further back than the referee on the pitch uh the women's game is growing so fast this is holding the game back isn't it because it's not just chelsea and it's not just this game Week yeah. after week, clubs are having terrible decisions made against them that's costing teams. I know Birmingham had their goalkeeper set off against Leicester that was turned, like, re, um, they gave it back or the goalkeeper could then play. But it's already hurt that team in that game. There was the hand of God. Yeah. 
recently. Yeah, you know, the spotlight is on the women's game now, you know, uh, and it's 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 unfortunate, you know, on 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 you know, like refs like who are, who are now in the, in the middle of this spotlight now, and you know, but they've got to be professional and they've got to improve. You know, we're we're not here to criticize. You know, we, we don't we don't exactly enjoy criticizing the refs because you know it's not just about you know women's football in general. It's women's ref. You know, we're trying to push this game forward and and you know. Emma Hay said the first game of the season when we lost to Arsenal, you know, we need, we, they need help. They need better training, you, you know, uh, to be looked after. Uh, so, and we're still talking about it now. Uh, yeah, the standard is is not great. I, I, I tend to see the same sort of refs managing, uh, sorry, refereeing uh, uh, Chelsea. Uh, there's not, I'd, I'd like to know how many official uh, referees there are in the, uh, in, in the top flight of women's game, because, That'd be interesting. Uh, it'd be interesting to know what 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 the association and all and and the whole, you know, how they look at it, how they see the future, how they think they can improve. Because you know, the more the game keeps on getting popular, the more big players keep coming over to play in in the UK, in England, in, in all these teams. You think the teams are changing? You know, if you think Spurs as well have have, 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 have leapt above. You know the two Manchester teams. So this is another team who are going to be hoping and and and, and optimistic and ambitious. Uh, you think some of the moves that Aston Villa have made. If you think some of the moves Everton have tried to make unsuccessfully, so the game's only going to get bigger and better. More supporters. So the demand's going to be there. So the refereeing uh, and from the refereeing assistants has to be better. But we're not here to say, "Oh, we'll get out and get new people in." We're here to say, "Well, you know, let them be helped. Let, let them be trained." You know. Think of some way of, of just making it better. So, so the referees, the standards are just as good as the players. But let's be honest. You know, you know, we probably all watch the the, the men's Premier League, and you know, look at the standard of the male referees uh, compared to all around Europe. Our referees are absolutely freaking hopeless. So, I don't hold any hope or much hope. Yes, yeah, it could be an English problem. Um, obviously, we don't want to talk about referees. We want to talk about football. Uh, but as this game grows, they're going to need to be better. Um, they can't just do their nine to five jobs and then turn up on a Saturday and officiate a huge top of the table, you know, women's clash and make errors, which is going to cost teams financially. It's going to cost our game. So hopefully something happens sooner rather than later. Um, elsewhere, then in the WSL, obviously Chelsea and Arsenal played on Friday night. Um, and then on Sunday, Manchester City won the Manchester Derby 1-0 against title challengers Manchester United, apparently. Um, 0-0 was a great result for them anyway. Did um, you did you enjoy Mark Skinner's interview afterwards? Now, I don't know, Medicine, how much you watch of the uh, of the women's game in America, but I can count on hands, fingers, my wife's hands and fingers <laughs> and my kids' hands and fingers the amount of times I have heard him come up with that baloney it is so funny and to be fair he suckered me in early on of the Orlando Pride days uh, he sucked in a lot of players as well and Ashton Harris the, the goalie of Orlando Pride at the time you know she was really inspired by it and it comes across as inspiring but after a while you just uh, you've heard it once you've heard it before and his interview afterwards again was 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 very funny and interesting but as I've said I've heard it before so I was cringing but you know, being a being a Manchester United fan, they might be inspired by that, like so many Orlando Pride fans were early on. 
if you want to see that, just go onto a Man United fan's profile, uh, go through their tweets from Friday evening through <laughs> Saturday and then Sunday afternoon because their roller coaster is is quite uh, quite something from being in the title race to having square pegs in round holes, um, <laughs> which is 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 something. Uh, Everton continued their amazing form, losing two 0 to Aston Villa. Uh, Burnham City secured their relegation by losing two 0 to Tottenham. Uh, Brighton, who hadn't won in nine games, beat Reading four one. Um, Reading won the informed teams, and Leicester City continued their games. climb. Sorry, Brighton hadn't won in nine games. They had lost eight and drawn against us. Oh my! They look worse <laughs> against us. That's just that Hope Powell versus Emma Hayes tax <laughs> that we pay. Uh, yeah, they won four one, and then Leicester City continued their climb up the table. Beating West Ham 3 0 at home, um, wow. which leaves the table looking like this. Arsenal are still top on 31 points. Chelsea second with a game in hand on 29 points. Tottenham in third on 27 points. Manchester United fourth on 25 points. Manchester City fifth on 23 points. Reading in sixth on 22 points. West Ham seventh on 20 points. Brighton eighth on 19 points. Aston Villa ninth on 16 points. Leicester City up to 10th on 12 points. Everton 11th on 11 points. And then Birmingham City way back on four points at the bottom of the table. Um, yeah, going into the international break, obviously Chelsea two points behind, just need that um, game in hand to come into play and go above Arsenal in the table and hopefully a third consecutive WSL. Uh, but we will see. Um, sadly, that is all we've got time for this week. If you want to get in touch with us more, talk to Dane, who's now a member, and Ben on Discord, you can do so by joining the link in the description box. How are you enjoying it, Dane? Yeah, my I've, it's, I've really got to turn off the notifications on my phone because it's like, doop, 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 doop. <laughs> quite a lot. I didn't realise how, obviously, yeah, I came in quite the other night quite late because you've been badgering me for a long time. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I you know, yeah, it's going to be hard to, to interact. I noticed, obviously, Medicine in there giving his opinions, but I quite like that. I quite like how he, uh, I noticed him on Twitter as well, how he uh, controversially puts puts things out there. But it's 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 the thought process and it's intelligent as well. It's it's not just a load of crap just to get, uh, you know, just to get people bantering or, or, or snapping. So, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to obviously, you know, to properly come in and, 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 and swim around with you guys in there. Yeah, I like waking up in the morning and there's 35 messages because the Americans have been up, uh, obviously, their evening talking about football. Uh, the link for that is in the description box. Uh, if you love what we do and want to help us a bit more, you can become a Patreon. You get things like early access to our podcasts, um, ad-free, of course, and other things sometimes. Like what? Uh, stickers? You can get stickers if you do it for three months. Um, Find photographs from Dean? We can go into that business. We'll do whatever people want, really. Just give us your money uh, for that. Um, the link for that in the description box as well. You can follow the show on Twitter at Mokings Meadow, me at Dean Mears, Dane at DWIT9, and Ben at EE Medicine. Uh, the links for those in the description as well. And we're also on Instagram at Went Kings Meadow. Um, we will be back now after the FA Cup game. We're going to have a couple of weeks off to rest and recharge like Sam Kerr and Frank Kirby. Uh, if they need it, we need it. Um, I'm sure you've all had enough of us by now. 
Um, Dane, good to see you again. Um, enjoy a little break from the Chelsea women's team. Yeah, and and yeah, and from podcasting, I don't think I'm on the men's one for a while actually till March. So, so yeah, shame. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. It'll be a, a nice break for you, obviously, because you put in a lot more work than than me and me me and uh, me or any of the guests. So you know, it's, it's good for you. I can just come in there and talk crap all day. And obviously, <laughs> lucky to have you know intelligent guests like Medicine who. You know, who, who, who's as I said earlier, very thoughtful. You know, has, has a good brain on him, a good eye for the game, and you know, not that I, 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 I take much notice of of of, of Twitter where, when it comes to followers or, or likes or retweets. But when I noticed Medicine's followers, there was seventy seven. I was actually disgusted that some of the drivel I see on Twitter, and they've got thousands and thousands of followers, and then you've got someone as intelligent as that with seventy seven. It's blasphemy, but still. Obviously, you're doing it all wrong, Ben. Um, more hot takes, less um, cultured analysis. But yeah, thank you for um, for joining us again. I know Dane was keen to to get you on this show. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you, Dane, for the the shower of compliments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. Um, but yeah, always a pleasure to be on. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Uh, another platform for me to spout hot takes and tactical. Uh, knowledge into the void about <laughs> yeah obviously if you want to hear more from medicine on twitter at e medicine and in our discord is the best place i think biasly um <laughs> thank you for listening thank you for tuning in enjoy your international break if you support your international team um i don't because i'm english um <laughs> i yeah. won't be enjoying the arnold clark cup but you might um or the she believes cup or whatever other cups there are, there's so many this international break. Uh, it's a bit weird with the Euros coming up, but there we are. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, from Kings Meadow to Plough Lane, which is going to be the next trophy for Chelsea. Keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.